Our God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. Hey, welcome to The God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. And I'm Bill Swirlo. Today we are on episode 97. 97. We're coming up to 97. the century mark, dude. The, the magic number 100 <laughs> is on the horizon. Oh, and it's going to be a solid gold episode. Bill is too. working yeah. like like crazy, and, and we've got uh, our buddy Brian Yamambi, who's doing <laughs> disgusting oh, things man. right now. That, with... that man is a genius. Now, he's the guy that's responsible for the Swirla app. Yeah. I didn't know uh, which that. Is just a but, that's a hot seller right there. On, yeah, on, absolutely. And didn't he? Now he did something. Didn't he do some some uh, some YouTube promo stuff for? Or, no, he he's, did. He did. A, we have an app for that. He's a creative guy. We're going to have to put him on full time staff pretty soon. I, I, I think we need to put him on the show. I I think we should pay him at least what we make. But, we, this, but if not we, more. We have. We have a, a special surprise for the 100th episode. Uh, not only is it going to be solid gold. Uh, the nuggets gleaned from the previous 99 episodes, if we can remember them. Um, but we also have some special material produced just for the 100th episode. Wow. It, it, it really I is. can't wait to hear this, what this is. This is going to be... <laughs> well, actually, you heard what it is, but yeah, nobody well, else's. Although, although Brian did send us one thing that was kind of a little weird. That's what I'm talking about. Weird. Yeah, that is weird. It's weird, and uh, but it, it fits the show, and I think it honors the 100th. 100 100 dude we 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 did we've done 96 of this is 97 that's we and we haven't repeated ourselves <laughs> well maybe we have no like, i repeat myself all the time a little yeah yeah i i more and more each day i think that um i, I don't Do know you talk in your sleep I, no no paula I, does oh, oh my gosh she's always like talking to the kids in her sleep oh does she really do, do you do you, do you converse with her do you, do you? sometimes yeah sometimes like <laughs> yeah right like you know, I like to come to bed late sometimes, and so I'll, yeah, I've I'll kind of tuck her in, and then I'll I'll go back to my computer. I get productive <laughs> you, at ten p.m. You and me alike, <laughs> and uh, and so sometimes I'll come to, I'll come to bed, and she'll she'll just go stop it. It's like stop <laughs> what what am I doing? And then sometimes it's hi, sweetie, what are you wearing today? Oh, this is that. So I'll kind of engage her, like oh, it's just a polo shirt. Oh, oh well, no, yeah, you know, <laughs> that could be bad. <laughs> it's a riot. She's talking to the kids, and it's it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> now she'll be listening to this, and and oh, she has no shame. She's like me. Never does she, mind. Does she listen to this? Yeah. Do our wives listen to this? Uh, well, she takes Rufus for a walk, and, and she, she listens, listens to God, God whispers. whispers. She's on a nice. walk. And Paula, you know, being the extreme extrovert and happy person that she is, she'll she be is walking a very along, happy and all of a sudden person. it's just, <laughs> you know, she's just like in hysterics. She thinks that we're funny. Well, more mm. proof that she's insane. That in I mean, she married talking. me. That was the first thing. But people who think we're funny and who talk in their sleep really not good. Get help. <laughs> so, so that- do. You, do you talk in your sleep? Uh, thankfully, no. No? No. The, Don't the, give away the secret. It would, <laughs> that would keep me up at night. <laughs> my, my wife occasionally does. She'll, she'll start. Uh, it's not necessarily coherent, but she'll start to say stuff. And I, I go, what? And, and you start to. And, and she'll just kind of, you know, 
babble on and on for a little bit. And then, <laughs> and then either she'll wake up realizing she was babbling or she'll just kind of be quiet again. <laughs> <laughs> when we first got married, Paula would take Ambien. Oh my gosh, oh. she was a riot on oh, that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Just all over the I hear place. people are not accountable for their actions. No, on that no. Drug. She'd wake me up three or four times a night just <laughs> talking and, and having and a good old time. What, they're laughing. As- they're and dead laugh. asleep while doing oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. She'd oh just- see, no, I I I would never take that. That yeah. that would that would be the death of me right there. She she'd say weird stuff like blue dolphin ratchet, you know, or or you know, you know, wrenches crescent uh, <laughs> screwdriver. It's like that Bing Diet commercial. Coke. It's just weird stuff. It's like it's like the Bing dot com commercial. Now, when I was, I said ratchet, that was not what it sounded like. I'm talking wrenches. The, you know, no, I yeah, but that sounded kind of like something else. There. No, I I understood exactly. What Good. what else Good. could it have been? Well, something that comes out of a rat, maybe. Oh, yeah, oh, you thought we were having? <laughs> I, did, I just caught myself there. I'm like, we yeah, would that have, didn't sound good. We would have had to have issued a homeschooler alert right, on that one, right? So that, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about. I think I think we should tools. revive. I'm talking should, about tools. Ratchet. I understood that. I thought I immediately went to tools. Oh, good. Good. You know, I, a. I don't like rats. B. I really like tools. Well, as well, you should. Now we're, we should we should probably note that we're coming off um, a really really good barbecue lunch here. Now I'm on my Weight Watchers, so I had a sensible portion. Swarla gorged himself, <laughs> but he's going to make the case that he's a foodie and I'm the glutton once again. Yes, he likes no, to you're make an, these... you're an eater. Yeah, whatever. Or maybe even the lower lowest rung of feeder. <laughs> no, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not the sort that would eat stuff out of the trash can or anything like that. That's no, the bottom that's, feeders. That, that's, those are bottom feeders. Yeah. No, no feeders. Feeders just simply belly up to the table to refuel. It it, it would be similar to. Ah. It'd be similar to you know when you pull in the gas station. You, you kind of you have too many categories. You should be a Calvinist. I could be. You have a lot of I, categories. I wanted to be a lawyer at one time. You know what? I, I was helping a friend write a uh, refutation on a custody case and everything, and he's he's got some problems typing, and, and so I was typing for him and helping him reword things, and I thought, you know, I can really twist people's words. I would be a fantastic <laughs> lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer for a while. Yeah. Then I met some. No offense to like our friend Andrew. I mean, he's 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 a good sorter. Craig Parton. Those are those are good lawyers. Yeah, you know, Craig is a litigation lawyer. Both of them are. Andrew. Oh, is I didn't too. know Andrew is also. Yeah, Andy Deloach. Yeah. Of uh, we yeah. should plug his show. Uh, it, it, it's uh, Take the Stand. Yeah, that's a good show. Take the Stand. Apologetics. Serious yeah. apologetics. He, you know, I I just hope that they do regular confession and absolution. That's all. They. The attorneys in general. Oh, attorneys. <laughs> I was at the courthouse. Uh, like, like Parton says, you know, you can say all you want till you need one. That's true. That's true. I've, I've, had, I've had a lawyer go to bat for me a couple of times, and I'm telling you, when you need one. Oh, absolutely. Holy mackerel. I mean. Absolutely. They're, they're, I won't say they're worth their weight in gold, but they're worth a lot. Yeah. I, well, I, <laughs> They I, charge I, you their weight in gold. <laughs> I was at the courthouse in L.A. yesterday, and I couldn't help but thinking I, I was there in their family you know custody and oh and family courts and family court. family courts the mosh and pit i, I of the, see of all the these lawyers walking up and down and and i realize sometimes they're necessary but i'm thinking there's just a lot of commerce on human misery going on right oh yeah here. you know, the, just, you just know your misery is their profit yeah but but oh family court oh that's that's just painful yeah yeah 
Yeah, I have a friend who's a mortician. He he's always say your loss is our gain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now I'm always Funny fascinated guy. by civil uh, by by civil court. I I I don't like criminal. No. Uh, you know, because my attitude is most people who are in criminal court are guilty of something. They may not be guilty of the particular crime that they're being tried for, but they're probably guilty of something. So that's why I always get bumped off of jury duty. Speaking of, as we sit here today, I'm on my last day of jury duty. You're on jury duty? I am. I've been on jury duty all week. You don't have to go. I, you know, I've never been on jury duty. I'm 46. I got called up once while I was in college, and they, they, they excused they, me because I, get I was dialed, in school. I, I have been on jury duty five times. I think maybe it's because Craig D'Onofrio isn't my real name. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they don't have... <laughs> <laughs> living living under an assumed identity helps, yes, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, no, that's good. It. You're under the radar screen. I've been five or six times I've been on jury duty. My real name is Jose Stanislav. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'll pass. But the, the new system is great because you just call in, and so on on uh, on Sunday evening I called in and said I did. They said I didn't have to report on Monday, and ah. then every day thereafter you call in, you see if you have to go. Well, in. What time do you call in? Uh, anytime after five in the evening. Oh, so for the next day. Yeah, so you don't have to get up at like four thirty and. Oh no 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 no! I mean, it, but it's great. It, it didn't used to be that way, but they tightened the law, so now everybody has to serve. It's really hard to say, you know, I, I can't or I, I, you know, I'm not able to serve. Even judges, okay. even judges are eligible wow, for really. Wouldn't you like to have a judge on a jury? That's I don't know. Just, that'd be nasty. That would that would be interesting. You know, I, I'm I'm. Going to get a T-shirt if I ever get called up. Made born to nullify. Born to nullify. Yeah, just yeah. jury nullification. Yeah, that, that'll not only get you thrown off; it'll get you thrown out. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't there mind. Will be. Actually, I do like your take on it, though. Somebody with half a brain needs to be in the room. Yeah. So maybe I should show up. You know, it it, it cuts both ways. You can't complain about the jury system and then look for every way to get off of juries, right. yeah, yeah. unless you, unless you think you're one of those idiots. In, that in that case. kind of. That kind of was sobering when you said that. And I didn't, didn't, I didn't like it, but it's true. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> One of those moments that made you go, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, it, what? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, you have. It's like a cell phone call. I don't I've, see it. Whatever. Got, yep. Got. <laughs> People are, you know, you folks are We've lost it. Ninety-seven. This is it. It goes down. Episode ninety-seven. They lost it. You're getting every penny they, of what you're paying for this. They show. They lost it. Every penny's worth right now. Manly Doctors thirteen six two six five nine three seventy seven thirteen. I haven't checked to see if we have any messages for about a week. I maybe should do that. You should. Um, yeah. Email Godwhispers at gmail dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that you know that that gets you know what that gets clogged with it gets clogged with uh, all the spam comments that come in on the uh, the, yeah. the website. Have right. you noticed that? Yeah. We're, we're we're being spammed by some auto insurance uh, thing right now. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's not not as good as the Viagra ads that sometimes come through. No, I, uh, I did. I keep get, those up for a while. Just I did for, get an excellent onion ring recipe for Weight Watchers. Beautiful. Yes. Was did good. you try you it? Actually, forwarded that. I did. I forwarded. That. I haven't tried it yet, but it, it looks better than the cereal version that I do on occasion, which isn't half bad, really. <laughs> but this is what, what do they call it? The tempura, the panko, pinko, planko. Let's, let's see what I had. What did plinko, I have for lunch today? I had, I had I had I had pulled pork. Excellent pulled pork. Yeah. I love pulled the pork. beach pit in Tustin. The beach pit barbecue in Tustin. If There's you're in, in the Orange area, Olson. and they have uh, 
if you're ever at an Angels game. They have a couple beach pits there also. Oh, seriously? What? At the park? Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. That's where I've so seen it. Him. It's owned by a former angel and his family. Yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. And uh, I had their their cornbread, which has uh, blueberries in it. Yes, it's delicious. That's settled to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, baked beans. And uh, how'd you like the beans? You didn't beans were excellent. No, they're good. Okay. They're very, very good. And the uh, the uh, Carolina style coleslaw. So it's the vinegar style coleslaw. Right. Almost, almost as good as what my wife makes. Well, but, the, but no, the domestic goddess still uh, still comes through in that, and uh, then I couldn't resist. I had the banana pudding. Yeah, you did. I had with, a, with three mini vanilla wafers. Vanilla wafers. On the front. That's right. I love vanillas. I mean, mm-hmm. you, oh man, when I was a kid, I could I could eat like half a box of those things. Now I, fact, on I the think other it's hand, snack time. Now that I'm <laughs> <laughs> great banana pudding, though. So I, you know, I, I on the other hand had the. Uh, the cardboard chicken. Oh, chicken. I, I, had, I noticed that you had chicken. Yes, I did. And uh, you have the sauce on the side. Why is that? Sauce on the side because is that always do there's you, do a lot of sugar do? in the sauce. So oh you know, no 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 stop stop stop! You're telling me you had you had sauce on the side not for aesthetic but for dietary reasons. Yeah, so you kind of take it easy on the on the whole sauce thing. And oh, it's snack time. Yes, it is. And uh, the banana pudding was the great. banana pudding, but I didn't have the banana pudding. Had a little whipped cream. I, I had the coleslaw, and they now have green beans, which were excellent. I like that. See how healthy I am, folks. I'm, I'm <laughs> you, the you are health. You are looking svelte lately. I am. I'm thinner, but I got a long way to go. I'm trying to lose weight before I before the higher things conference season. What are we listening to here? This is this is more bare naked ladies. Is this not snack snack time? No, I think I hit the wrong thing. vegetable town. Oh, Vegetable Town. <laughs> or whatever. What is it? I thought it said snack time, but it's not. <laughs> Actually, it does say the Canadian snack time. This is not the right song, though. Oh, well. It's kind of nice. You can never I, go I, wrong with Bare Naked Ladies I, any way you slice it. I'm liking it. You take that however you like. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine, good good friend of mine, Wally, and, and uh, he's a huge fan of Bare Naked Ladies and, and the, the, the group. Yeah, right. I, I add, but but uh, so are his kids, and and so he says it's great. Uh, you know, you go for a car ride, and 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 say, hey guys, what do you want to listen to? Let's listen to Bare Naked Ladies. Now, the, <laughs> I think easily the best name for a, for a group ever. Well, actually, when I was in high school, I belonged to a band that we changed our name every other week. Yeah. We were three blind mice for a while. We were nude girls for a while. Nude girls. Free beer. That brought them in. Free beer. Free beer yeah. really brings them in. <laughs> That's all you need is a sign free beer, right. you know, Friday, seven thirty and, and Absolutely. You got a bunch people show up. You got a bunch of guys featuring free beer. Yeah. You know? Right. Holy mackerel that they realize it's the group because free beer is stenciled on the drum. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they go. But it was a good gimmick. Worked out pretty <laughs> and well. They throw things at you. What kind of <laughs> Ooh, what kind suck. of what kind of group did you? It, have? it was a punk band. Really yeah. punk. Yeah, punk. You played guitar, right? Uh, bass. Oh, bass. Bass. Yeah. Oh man, I took up guitar after bass. You're you're multi talented. I've taken up the uke. <laughs> yeah, we've heard. This. Actually, uh, for my birthday, Paul has ordered me a new ukulele, a tenor. That's a uh, arch top with a 
Half holes cut in it. Oh, no kidding. Electric, no less. An electric so it's, ukulele? It's a jazz ukulele. Wow. Yeah, and it's tenor, so it's a larger scale. So that's kind of nice. I, uh, I, I've kind of adopted the Aloha spirit. In case you notice, how do you, yes. like, how do you like my Hawaiian have, shirt? I like it. Yeah. I like it this a lot. Is kind of, this is like Hawaiian you flannel. Feel that. I guess yeah, here. That. Yeah, but it's like a flannel shirt, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's soft. It's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, but, but it's got little tiki's. It's got, it's got tiki's down at the bottom. I, yeah. I got it for the tiki's. Now, I, I was telling Bill at lunch, he, he really needs to go to Hawaii. He and Karen. They need to punch out for a couple of weeks and unplug and uh, go underwater. And I also downloaded some songs from that big sumo-sized guy. Um, oh, Brother Is? Yeah. And uh, is, are you having a technical... Rufus, yeah, Rufus yeah, is having got, a technical got, difficulty uh, over here. Some sort of timer issues again. I, I, well, while, you're, while you're resolving I that... I hit the button twice by accident. What do you have on I'm the I'm looking at about 16 there? minutes and 20 some right, seconds. We'll, so uh, we'll, yeah, I'll just keep an eye on it. Yeah. We'll, this, hey, there you go. <laughs> it's talking to you. One minute over, it says. What? What the heck is going on here? <laughs> That's, that's just that's, nuts. That, that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> what what is? One minute, twenty nine seconds. Over. <laughs> our, our tech our tech is rebelling here. You, you know, she has is... kind of a nice voice though. She sounds. Oh little... no no no! There we go. Is that Elizabeth? It got switched over from stopwatch to timer mode. The stopwatch is still running. No we're wonder. Good. Oh, we're good. We're good. Okay, yeah. good. And it's talking to us just new, fine. New technology. I don't know how these things work. We are on. <laughs> we just used fifteen minutes of the show. I, I just got this thing. That's right. it. We're losing people. Yeah. Um, Let's see. We are on on uh, the web. Mothership is godwhispers.org or dot com. Right. We're oh on, yeah. We're on yeah, Facebook. We're, we're actually on, doing a show. We're on Twitter. We? Yeah. Yeah. No. We actually started recording. <laughs> believe it or not. This is. You know. Sometimes when we do this show, I I don't often know the difference between our pre-show kibitzing and our show. There's there's a difference. <laughs> I, I was listening to last week's show while driving up to Ventura, where I got these these great Hawaiian shirts. By the way, there's a great there's a great Hawaiian shirt place. Um, I think the guy's name is Bruce. Uh, just opened up recently. It's a vintage vintage Hawaiian shirts um, on on uh, California Street in uh, in Ventura. That's not the actual name, but but I, I feel like the Hawaiian shirt company. Yeah, I actually you put it up on Facebook, and I actually Googled it. They don't have a website. No, well, but see, there are some I reviews. I could have told you that because because when we were talking to the guy, and I think the guy's name is Bruce, and and I'm bummed that <laughs> Rufus <laughs> dog is is uh, he he was playing a really nice loop of of Hawaiian music on his iPod, and and he had a little Bose uh, speaker system, just a tiny little shop, but but uh, I was talking to him about it, and he said, yeah. His daughter uh, helped him put a loop together, a playlist of Hawaiian music for his iPod. So anybody who needs his daughter to help him put a playlist together <laughs> is not going to be, I think, really up to uh, setting up a website. Now, this guy's retirement age, were you saying? Or? I'm thinking, you know, yeah. he's been, and, and, you know, he probably, this is his collection, I think. He, you know, he's collected Hawaiian shirts. Now, I, I did see on the Internet there was like a Yelp review and a few other things, and it said... Uh, uh, collectible Hawaiian shirts up to a thousand dollars. Yes, and I saw them too. Wow, they're like in archival plastic. They're wow, these these, these uh, you know the kind of containers that you put wedding dresses in or something like that, mm. uh, or historic clothing. 
but but yeah, apparently there are certain. Now, are they really old, or are they just magnificent? They are. They are both old and magnificent. Wow. They, they are. They're old. They tend to be older, but they're certain brands, certain like makers. Fine silk. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they're they're authentically Hawaiian, and there are certain <clears throat> patterns that I guess are sought after by collectors. And so there's a whole catalog of this yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, this one cost me eight bucks, though. The one I'm wearing. Beautiful. So, and, Beautiful. And Price is right. And and it still it still reeks of some really cheesy aftershave or cologne. So nice. I, I I kind of enjoy that, you know. <laughs> I actually watch from here I, to I eternity. To, I try to picture what this shirt was up to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching from here to eternity about uh, oh, a week or two ago. I was looking at Hawaiian fashions from the forties and fifties. Oh yeah, which is pretty cool, and they're really not much different. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Things haven't changed. <laughs> I did get that. I did get that somewhere over the rainbow, and what a wonderful world by 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 that that Brett is that that big sumo size guy. Israel Kamalaka, what a Muki what, laka laka, what, laka, what something a, like that. What a beautiful voice. He, you know, that guy uh, had such a be, pure voice. You cannot be sad and listen to no, that music. No, there's something that just soothes your soul. I was actually uh, when you showed up, I had pictures of Kauai going on the TV, and I had uh, the Breda is station from Pandora on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks in between stuff, in, in, you know that pigeon English yes. that the yeah, islanders yeah. speak. And he's talking about how proud he was to be on the internet and how he does the email now and all this stuff. It was <laughs> the hilarious. Email, yeah. I do the email now. <laughs> I do the email now, and everybody's. <laughs> <he goes. laughs> they're just. They're going nuts. But he, he, he was complaining that the keys are so small and his fingers are so big. Oh, the man so is huge. Having, I don't know how he played a ukulele. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no idea. That's such a small instrument, and the, this guy is the size of a grizzly bear. I mean, it's just, amazing. Yeah. If you see his album covers, it's also very disturbing because he loves to have his shirt off. Yeah, I noticed that. And um, it, it's not and good. my iTunes download, yeah. uh, it was a back view, actually. Yeah. Did, did you notice that very, as soon as you— Very, very upsetting. As soon as you downloaded some Breda Is that your, that your iPod got much heavier? It got heavier. Automatically? It, it did. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Rufus, what are you going on about? Ruf- over I think there? the cat next door is, oh, is that just cat. irritating Rufus right now. The cat, he's up there here mocking him. Come here, Rufus. Ruf- Come Rufus here. is. Come here. Settle down. Hey, boy. All right. Here we are. are we going to talk about a thesis today? Or are we just going to uh, talk about Hawaii? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. And your diet? Let's let's talk some theology. God is that, good. That banana, and that banana pudding. That banana pudding was just remarkable. You like that? Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was very, very good consistency. Great banana flavor. Thesis thirteen: Real slices of banana in it, <laughs> and and vanilla wafers. Now, is that law or gospel or both? Is it gospel and then law? It's it's gospel when I step on the scale tomorrow. But the no, that's law when yeah. you step. Oh on the no, scale it's tomorrow. law. Yes, yeah. yeah. Right now, it's I, I think gospel. that the banana pudding, since we're doing law and gospel, is gospel and then law because you'll get some heartburn <laughs> and stuff going on later. Nah, that too. I'm I'm solid. I'm good. You think you're good? Huh? Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. Thesis uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna be reading it. We'll, we'll read it a couple of times, but I want to read it first from this new edition that's coming out from CPH that Paul McCain oh, sent okay. me the uh, sneak preview. Yeah, I don't have that one open right now. Um, but but uh, last last week we we really uh, there was it was insightful or two weeks ago whenever that was Rufus is just he's part of the show. You know, people, people love Rufus. In fact. Um, for this episode, send me a picture of Rufus. Yeah, we'll we're, put him we're up gonna, on we're, there. Rufus is going to be up he's, there. He's pitching in. That cat is, he hates that cat. He, he's the, he there's is there's the, a cat in the next door neighbor's upstairs window that overlooks our backyard. 
And and he just he he's like I'm cats. I'm gonna kill that. Cats cat. have a way of doing the neener 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 oh, yeah. thing, you know, yeah, uh, because they know they know they can get away or they know they're inaccessible. He he just kind of lays up there like yeah. I'm not even paying attention to you, dog. That's yeah. right. The, the the dog is just having one of those moments like those dogs in Up. Yeah, you know, it's, cat. I see a cat. cat There's a cat. cat There's a cat. cat, <laughs> cat. Hey, Rufus got his first kill about a week ago. What did he, what did he kill? A possum. Oh, a possum. Nice. A those are big. A little one. He got a little. Yeah, it was it was a baby. Maybe those look like big rats, long. is what those things. Those are ugly. Critters. Yeah, I let him out at night to do his business, and he came. In, he had foam all over his mouth. Oh. When he goes to the dog park, he gets all foamy. He gets excited, yeah. and starts foaming. Yeah, and he had foam. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that happens. What? That happens to me sometimes. Too. <laughs> so I'm like, "What's wrong with you? Were you out there throwing up or what?" And I, I look out there. I turn on the lights, and and there's this little mass kind of in the middle of the concrete. Oh man, the car. I go out there, there, and I'm like. It's a possum. So I'm thinking, is he playing possum or is nice? Is he actually dead? Was there a chalk line? No. <laughs> so I got the shovel I and I'm like, see. I'm what? poking him with the shovel because those guys have sharp teeth. You didn't touch it? No, no, no. Wuss. So I'm poking him with the shovel and, and he's still maybe playing dead what or maybe man dead. Are you? I don't know. So I a real man come shovel. up and just grab that sucker. Well. And, and I mean, if he's not dead yet, you gore him. <laughs> <laughs> with my tusk <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so anyway what'd you do with it i dispose of clean it, it properly you dress it no just you know flung him on the neighbor's roof or something dude i mean come on your barbecue your your birthday barbecue's coming well, up i should have stuffed him and put him on the wall with a little plaque that says rufus's you, look, first kill you, you, <laughs> yes the head just have the head the head yeah. mounted on the wall <laughs> <laughs> the head and the tail <laughs> I think Paul would have something to say about that. Hey, you know what? We've frittered away almost the full half hour. Here. We rock. We've got like yes. three minutes Let's left. Let's get so the maybe thesis we get in. To business here. Yes. Uh, according to this new um this new presentation of of Walter, and I like what they've done because they've grouped the theses into their 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 topic. Who actually did the translation? Uh you know, I'll have to look back. Okay. If if I do it now, I'm gonna lose it. I have oh, it on mind. screen never here, mind. but but I'll look back to see who did it. But uh, the next two theses thirteen and theses thirteen and fourteen, yeah, that was almost like ratchet. <laughs> they could be um, deal with the the improper understanding of faith, whereas the the, the last two that we did uh, in prior shows deal with the improper understanding of contrition or repentance. This this deals with errors in faith, and so thesis thirteen in this new translation, I really like this again. Uh, you are not rightly distinguishing law and gospel in the word of God, if you explain faith by demanding that people are able to make themselves believe or at least can collaborate toward that end. Rather, preach faith into people's hearts by laying the gospel promises before them. Mm. Now, see, I think this is, this is hugely important. I think, I think this is one of those, those highlight theses. Yeah. Uh, because it really, it, I think it affects our evangelism. Mm-hmm. It affects the way in which we preach the gospel. It it affects the way we simply talk about the gospel to to anybody. It takes all of the ifs or buts out of it. Yeah, it takes it takes the but you gotta believe right. out of, out of it entirely. And and how often do you hear that? Is Jesus died for your sins? All you have to do is believe it. Right. Yeah. And this is exactly what this thesis is saying. That's not how you talk. Now, I, I was recently talking to some guys about this, and, and I said, our part is nothing more than the part of the starving man at the banquet. And someone asked me, well, then doesn't he have to take up a fork? And I'm like, well, yeah, but to take up a fork is sheer pleasure, not work at all or anything. But 
but it's still something you're doing, right? And I'm like, yeah. Well, it's this is a case of an analogy kind of running amok. Right. I mean, your point is he brings nothing. Right. Um, you know, if you want the biblical image of it, we're dead in trespasses and sins. So exactly. no, the dead can't pick up a fork, okay? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can be force-fed, I suppose. But, uh, you know, we need to be resuscitated. It's like CPR. If If you can breathe in then you don't need CPR. <laughs> right. But you still have to breathe in, though, don't you? It's, you know, the, the problem is this, actually. I, we were talking about well, justification. That's what I'm saying. You can't. Right, I know. you're dead. I know. I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just being a bonehead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we were talking about <laughs> sanctification, actually, and I was saying that sanctification is monergistic, done by one, done by God and God alone. But... We're gonna to have to take that up on the back side. Oh no, are you leaving you're leaving that hanging? Because <laughs> we're we're pretty much out of time here. As, as he cues up the music in this live engineered version. Yeah, of we're we're gonna get this down. The God Whispers. Okay. What are we listening to here? This is a little more BNL. This is pinch me. So oh <laughs> nice. We'll be right back after this. Just pinch me. It's the perfect time of year Somewhere far away from here I feel fine enough, I guess Considering everything's a mess There's a restaurant down the street Where hungry people like to eat it's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying, get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday, you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold it, now I'll watch the hood wink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow shoes. I like the sushi, cause it's never touched a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Speak like Leanne rhymes, because I'm all about Campers got the mad hits. You try to match wits. You try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a pick. I like a sink and they can shake. I like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the jokers and you'll know the vertigo is gonna go. Cause it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. I can't help it if I think you're funny when you're mad. Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean. Well, you see, man, I relate. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian rap. <laughs> Welcome back to the God Whispers. All bare naked ladies, all the time. <laughs> we, we are your BNL, take that however you like. BNL, <laughs> BNL Network, right here. There it is. I like that group an awful lot. Yeah, I've introduced you to them. You're a big fan now. I am. I, I just uh, it started with uh, if I had a million dollars, and it's moved from there. Yeah, they, they're kind of a feel good, feel good band. They are. You can't help mm. but smile. That's true. I'm Bill Swirla, by the way. And I'm Craig D'Onofrio. I'm still Craig D'Onofrio. I'm taking it up. <laughs> when Man, we left off, thesis, thesis on, on the we were talking. I was talking about. I was talking about anything. Justification and sanctification. No, you weren't. You never Both even used those being words. Being monergistic. I did actually say sanctification. Yeah, I wasn't listening. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But but the fact that monergistic, that's that's fancy uh, theological geek talk for God alone working, right? Or one alone working. The one would be God in this case. Yes. And that God is the one who not only creates faith in us, but he's the one who sustains and completes the faith in us. And so... 
our growth, our everything has nothing to do with us and what we're doing, but everything to do with Christ and what he's done. And that, that's what Walther's talking about in this thesis, that uh, you don't demand <laughs> no, belief. No, he's, no he's You not. don't demand belief out of people. It's the gospel that works that in people. Am I wrong? You're giving me a funny look. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I think you're reading more into it here than needs to be said. Well, Walther needs help. No, he and doesn't. I'm, not, I'm willing to help. Not him on here. this thesis. I mean, some <laughs> some of them he does, but 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 no, this one's good. The, the, I think this this. I, I'm also willing to give help to the scriptures a little too often. Yeah, well, so that I, that's your downfall right there, but. <laughs> But, I mean, this takes seriously our condition that we're dead in trespasses and sin. And so uh, to come to faith is to is to come alive, to be alive to God in Christ, and only God raises the dead. And let's face it, resurrection is a monergistic work. Right. You know, the, the, the dead cannot raise themselves. It'd be like, it'd be like uh, giving a pill. So far, nothing, nothing different than what I've been saying. But, well, it's got to Please, you, play you, through. You were, you were talking about growth, and you were talking about sanctification. It's not in this, this thesis. It'll be there but eventually. It is, actually. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. now, here, I'll let you finish your thought. There's, um, there's a great paragraph that, that uh, follows this. It, Walter is talking here about, um, and he's addressing this thing all over the book of Acts, when you hear the apostles preaching the gospel, they always have an exhortation to believe. You know, what must I do to be saved? The answer is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, or repent and believe. Okay. It's an imperative. And so it makes it sound as though this is something you are to do. So Jesus has done his part. He died and he rose. Now your part is to believe in him. That's what it sounds like. But but that's not the case at all. What is the case is that the imperative to believe is an imperative that creates the faith that it demands. You know, it's like it's like in in the beginning when God said be light. Okay. And and light there is because the word does what it says. One minute, 10.9 seconds over. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you got me on a timer now? Is that, that's the, <laughs> it's the swirl of timer. I, I'm allowed to speak in three and a half minute segments. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be coming back again. It may. You never know. But it deals with the, the, this imperative to believe. Walter, let me read a little bit of Walter, and then you can comment. <laughs> Either that I'm going to do like last week, I'm just going to sit back and just say nothing silence. for a while. Yeah, I'm just going to go. <laughs> the sound of crickets is the sound of this that's, you, you know that I'm getting panicky when I get louder and louder and louder. That's, <laughs> is, that's, is that it? Yeah. Is, the volume goes up. Walter says this thesis does not score as an error the demand on the part of the pastor, be it ever so urgent, that his hearers believe the gospel. That's a really clumsy sentence. What it means is is that this is not calling into question the fact that we must demand faith from our hearers. Okay. You know, like as as in the apostles, believe the gospel, repent and be baptized, all of these things. This demand has been made by all the prophets, all the apostles, yea, by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. When demanding faith, we do not lay down a demand of the law, but issue the sweetest invitation, practically saying to our hearers, come, for all things are now ready. There's your feast analogy. Right. So, you know, if you're hungry and the food is ready and dinner is on and someone says, come and get it, this is not the law. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> See, and, and that's a, the, the, the urge to believe, that is to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, is not a command for you to do anything. It's, it's, it's an invitation. It's, it's, this is good news to your ears. You know, the feast is ready. Come to the feast. Um, when I invite a half-starved person to sit down to a well-furnished board and to help himself to anything that he likes, I do not expect him to tell me that he will take no orders from me. <laughs> That's nice. Even so, the demand to believe is to be understood not as an order of the law, but as an invitation of the gospel. By the way, that's that's what gospel imperative means. You, you know, you've heard that phrase sometimes, gospel imperative? Yeah, but usually it's twisted into... Um we're going to preach the third use of the law. Right. Now. No, that has nothing to do with the no. third use of the law. This right. this is the true gospel imperative and that is it's like it's like follow me when Jesus says to Matthew in the tax collector's booth, you know, follow me. That's not a command of the law. That's a gracious invitation. It's what the rich young ruler didn't hear. He heard the law, you know, sell all your possessions, give the money to the poor, but he didn't hear the gospel. Follow me. That's mm. how you inherit eternal life. And he missed it. Right. So this error against which this thesis is directed is this, Walther continues, that man can produce faith in himself. Such a demand would be an order of the law and turn faith into a work of man. That would be plainly mingling law and gospel. A preacher must be able to not catch this. this. This, I think, is one of the best sentences Walther ever wrote. A preacher must be able to preach a sermon on faith without ever using the term faith. I, nice. love, I love that sentence. Right. It is not important that he din the word faith into the ears of his audience. You know, otherwise you'll create a fideist. I believe that I believe. I believe in my believing. Right. I have such a nice strong circular faith. reason there. Yeah. yeah. But it is necessary for him to frame his address so as to arouse in every poor sinner the desire to lay the burden of his sins at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and say to him, Thou art mine and I am thine. Here is where Luther reveals his true greatness. He rarely appeals to his hearers to believe, but he preaches concerning the work of Christ, salvation by grace, and the riches of God's mercy in Jesus Christ in such a manner that the hearers get the impression that all they have to do is to take what is offered them and find a resting place in the lap of divine grace. That is the great act which you must seek to learn, to make your hearers reason that if you preach, if what you preach is true, they are blessed men. All their anguish and unrest has been useless. They have been redeemed perfectly, reconciled with God, and are numbered with the saved and those on whom God has made his gracious countenance to shine. The moment a person thinks these thoughts, he attains to faith. So, don't tell me about your faith, tell me about your Jesus. Yes. Right. You know, it's the whole idea of faith has an object. And so you preach faith by preaching its object, not preaching faith. Right. Right. You know, it's almost like saying my car is the best car in the world and and I really like my car. It gets great mileage. It's very dependable. It's fast. It's stylish. It's sleek. It's a wonderful car. Everybody should have one. You know, I'm not talking about how I have faith in the car. I'm talking about what the car is. And, you know, even more so Jesus who's actually better than a car. Uh, <laughs> better than a car. But you know, we, we talk about how wonderful our Jesus is, and that's faith in action. That's faith talking. And when we preach Jesus Christ, we are preaching the faith. And that's what the Christian faith is. Jesus Christ and him crucified and raised from the dead 
for our salvation. <laughs> Check out this next paragraph. You'll love this. Suppose. I'm supposing. Yes, you were, you were picturing to a horde of Indians. <laughs> Remember that Walther wrote in, in the time of the West, westward expansion. Now, when he says Indians, is he speaking about people from India no, or Native Americans? Native American Actually, peoples. they aren't even Native, are they? They came from somewhere else. Nobody is Native. Right. Yeah. American Indians, we yes. could say. The Lord Jesus telling him that he is the Son of God who came down from heaven to redeem men from their sins by taking the wrath of God upon himself, overcoming death, devil, and hell in their stead, and opening heaven to all men, and that every man can now be saved by merely accepting what our Lord Jesus Christ has brought to us. Suppose that you were suddenly struck down by the deadly bullet of a hostile Indian nice. lying in amb- ambush. Uh, I'd rather have that than the tomahawk. Man, so you have you have you have you're you're preaching to a horde of Indians, and then you have a hostile Indian <laughs> winging you with a bullet. Walter, not politically correct. No, not at all. It is possible that dying. So this is a fatal wound you've sustained all here. Right. Okay, you, are you with me so far? So far, so good. You got you got hordes of Indians. Hordes, hostile Indian in ambush, bullet. I find this very stereotypical. You know, it is. It's kind of like a cheesy B-grade Western. Now, is this at a casino? Is this going on? (laughs) Yeah, right. That's the new new way, isn't it? A new scalping. (laughs) 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 With, with With government approval and tax breaks. Right. It is possible that dying, you would leave behind a small congregation of Indians though you may not even once have pronounced the word faith to them. Mm. That's the point. The point is you, you preach the gospel, you preach the object of faith, and even if you never say the word faith, by preaching the object, people are compelled to trust in the object you preached. So wouldn't it be better if your church is called Faith Lutheran Church and you just call it Jesus Lutheran Church? Because <laughs> that is what faith is. How about faith in Jesus Lutheran Church? Yeah, but that still might be something you're doing. It could be, yeah. Well, you you're the one who keeps repeating that that little little maxim of of you get it right when faith and Jesus are interchangeable, right? So you can say I have a great faith, but by that you you must mean I have a great Jesus, right? Yeah, I, I kind of when I was uh, visiting someone in the hospital once who was not doing well and didn't survive. Uh, this guy said to me, he said, oh, don't worry about me, Pastor. I've got a tremendous faith. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, thank God one of us does. I just have Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, that's kind of the thing is don't tell me about your faith. Tell me about your Jesus. Then I know you got faith. But if it's all about you and your your inner power here, your inner strength that is believing in Jesus, then it's about you. And it's not about Jesus. Right. And and the the other thing I think people have to realize is that what we call faith, when we say you know so and so has really strong faith, or I you know don't worry about me, I have a great faith. What we mean by this is we perceive our faith strongly. It's our perception of faith. It's not really. I mean, faith before God doesn't have a volume knob. Right. Yeah. You know, in it's- fact, Jesus kind of chides that. When he says to his disciples that if your faith was as big as a mustard seed, that you could tell these these mountains to go jump in the lake and they would. So it's like, well, boys, <laughs> yours must be smaller than that. 
Um, you know, the, 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 this whole notion of big faith or little faith before God, it's just, it's just faith or unbelief. That's all it yeah. is. But we tend to perceive our faith either strongly or weakly. You know, sometimes we're, we, it feels really on, we're close to God, everything. Most of us weekly, just on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> not even then. I know wrong week. I mean, good, great. Yeah. There, <laughs> boy, I'll tell you, there are times when, when, you know, I'm just standing up there and I'm just a shell. Yeah. But, um, you know, but that's us is, is that our perception of our faith goes up, it goes down, it, we perceive it strongly or not. But that, that's not a reflection on what faith before God looks like. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's just either there or it's not. It's either faith or unbelief. Those are the only two possible conditions. Well, that's the conversation that I mentioned earlier that I had with this guy. He said, what does sanctification look like? And I said, Jesus. And he said, well, what does justification look like? I said, Jesus. Right. And, and, you know, that is the whole of the Christian faith is Jesus. And so it's all Jesus for you is what it looks like. Jesus in your place, Jesus between you and the judgment of God, Jesus covering you in baptism, it's all Jesus. That's all that the Christian faith looks like. So don't talk about yourself and your faith. Talk about your Jesus. That's got you covered. Right. Well, if you if you look to yourself and your faith, then you're always going to be at a certain level uncertain. Right. Because because our perception of faith is going to run hot and cold all, yeah. all the time. And a lot of it is circumstantially dependent. You know, are things going well with you or not well with you? Uh, some of it is biochemically dependent. You know, just as there are people who are moodier than other people, if you're in a bad mood, you're not going to feel close to God, but the fact of your being close to God hasn't changed. Right. And uh, that's the thing is faith is, an, faith is, we're understanding it here, is objective. And this is the great thing about this thesis is that Walther is, is ta- telling us don't talk about the receiving end of thing. Talk about what is being received mm. and, and actually deliver something to receive. So when you say to somebody, your sins are forgiven you for Christ's sake, you have given faith something to receive because faith is just a receiving thing. Right. Right. So faith is something God does in us. By he, the very preaching of the gospel. He faiths us. <laughs> that's, faiths. that's that's a Nagel thing. You take the noun and verb it. And it's, <laughs> it's, right? That's a kind of a poor man's Nagel thing. Uh, on well, the other, yeah, because Nagel does it in Greek. On so the other hand, yeah, he does. <laughs> or German. On the other hand, you may spend a lot of time telling men that they must believe if they wish to be saved, and your hearers may get the impression that something is required of them which they must do. They will begin to worry that they will be that they will be able to do it, and whether they will be able to do it, and when they have tried to do it, whether it is exactly the thing that is required of them. See, that's the point. If you start talking about faith, where does your attention go? Me inside, yes, yeah. faith, and and you'll always be disappointed. That's do, called. Do I believe enough? Do I believe right? Do you know? Da, 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 that's called pietism. Well, and we're yeah, looking faith. Absolutely. Thus, you you may have preached a great deal about faith without delivering a real sermon on faith. Anyone who's come to understand that it is up to him to accept what is offered and actually accepts it has faith. To be saved by faith means to acquiesce in God's plan of salvation by simply accept, accepting it. Hmm. Hmm. It's, I, I can't help but think of, Lord, I do believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that that's a very faithful saying right there, actually. And and that's how that's how faith looks when when you reflect on it. When right. when when you uh actually are honest and, and and look at your own faith, it is a mixture of faith and unbelief. And the right. only honest prayer you can say is I believe help thou my unbelief. Right. Yeah. Tremendous prayer of faith, which sounds like I have no faith. But but before <laughs> before God, it's simply it's simply faith. It's a green light, it's a light on or a light off. It's right. it's that's it. Yep. Faith or unbelief. Very good. You want to move on to fourteen, or you got more to say here? <laughs> I take it you have nothing to add. I'm, you know, I think we pretty much said it all here. We're going to do two and one after blowing an entire first half. I, I'm ambitious. That I, I, this is my one time in the decade that I show ambition. So embrace it. Embrace it while you can. See this, you know. Walter goes on to note. Oh, you got more to say. Well, I'm kind of looking here. Right. I, that that th- this is really the ground of all synergism. Synergism. That's true. My if monergism is God working alone, then synergism is us working with God, or it's a cooperation, cooperative effort. Correct, Amundo. But he quotes Melanchthon here. You know, Melanchthon is the one that that had a little trouble with this. Good old Phil. And uh, and one of the things he wrote is uh, quoting here from from Walter. Uh, there is and must be a reason in men why some are predestined unto salvation while others are reprobated and damned. <sighs> must be a reason in man. And, you know, this came to, this, 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 this is lurking in Missouri Senate history, too, because we had the predestinarian yeah, controversy. Crypto-Calvinism and all well, that. Well, the, the, that was the charge against Walther, that he was a crypto-Calvinist. Um, laid by those who basically said they tried to explain election this way, that we are elect in view of faith, that is intuitu fidei in Latin. And the idea is that God who knows everything knows who's going to believe. And therefore, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like cheating. He picks all the right numbers because he knows which ones are the winners. Right. It's like cheating at the lotto. But that... That sounds very much like the Calvinist infralapsarian view that God passively, uh, he elects some and passively just kind of passes over the others. Yeah, the the problem, though, is that if you run it all the way through, it puts a quality in some people that is they are prone to faith. Right. Uh, or they, 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 they have a predisposition to believe which God knows about because he knows everything. And therefore, you know, he, he rigs it so he scores 100 on the test. Right. And, and you really have to grapple with verses like 1 John 2, 2 at this point where mm-hmm. Christ is our propitiation, not just ours, but for the, the sins of the whole world. And, and so, you know, Christ forgives not only our sins, but the sins of everyone. But then you have to really kind of say, well, maybe not. Maybe, right. maybe we have to qualify that and say, well, that maybe is every tribe and nation and people from every tribe and nation, but not everyone from every tribe. And then you end up with all these crazy things that you go through to try to make it make sense with your presupposition instead of just letting it say what it says, that Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Well, yeah, there's always going to be a tension between that and the fact that not everybody ends up Right, basically enjoying the fact that they've had their sins taken away from them. Right, and and you know those who end up in hell end up there because they refuse to have a savior. That's why they end up there. But of course, then the person asks, "Well, if God knew that beforehand, why would He allow them to be created?" <laughs> right. And, and well, you end up with the question uh, or the answer of, "I'll explain it to you when we're in heaven," because 
that's not really given us to know. Yeah, and there won't be any need for explanations right. at that point. But that's but, the smart alley. But I, I think I think that that uh, that Walter is, is do, doing a good service here because because this this is this was part of Melanchthon's problem when he uh, when he rewrote the Augsburg Confession. One of the one of the problems was uh, the the nature of conversion and there being something in us. Now, the, the, there'd be some quality in us. It's certainly not the clincher, but it's it's there, uh, and 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 so so the causes of salvation with with Melanchthon also included the ascent of the will. Mm. And um, again, if there's anything in us that contributes to this, then it will become the focus. It'll become it'll become the thing that we hang on to right. because that's the one we're in control of. Yeah. Well. You pointed out rightly that my background is very synergistic and, and, you know, that cooperative thing. And most people who grew up like I did, you gave your heart to Jesus on a regular basis because you can never do it sincerely enough. You can never do it rightly. You can never say the prayer earnestly enough. You can, you know, if it's about you at all, you're going to end up screwing it up every time and you're going to end up going through the motions all over again until you either quit or delude yourself that you've done it right finally or become a Lutheran. So <laughs> I chose the latter. Or should I say the latter chose me? Yeah, and, well, um, yeah, the, the less... Uh, yeah, here's the Melanchthon quote. Three causes concur in a person's conversion. Now listen to this, and you do the analysis, okay? Uh, three causes. First, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father and the Son send to quicken our hearts, and the will of man which gives assent to the word of God and does not resist. Uh, a and B, C, not so much. That's kind of my take on that. Not, not, not only not so much, not at all. Uh, the word goes forth with the Holy Spirit that creates faith. My assent doesn't really have a whole lot to do with it, although my rejection may have a lot to do with it. Yeah, well, that's that's the one-sidedness, is your rejection does, your acceptance doesn't. Right. I can't you know, it, accept, as you said, you know, I'm wheeled into the emergency room dead, and God gives me life. At that point, I can say, hey, fantastic, I'm alive. I think I'm going to enjoy this. Or I can say, no, I wanted to be dead and go step in front of the bus and kill myself. And, and that's the way that faith works also, or salvation works, is God does all the work, and we can say, no, thank you, I want to be dead. And God will say, all right, if you insist. A couple of more Melanchthon quotes here. Melanchthon continues, raise yourself up by means of the gospel. Ask God to help you and to let the Holy Spirit make the consolations of the gospel effective in you. You must understand that the grace of God proposes to convert us in this manner, that having been quickened by his promise, we wrestle with ourselves, call upon him, and fight against our unbelief and other evil inclinations. And then he says, free will in man is the ability to prepare oneself for grace. <laughs> huh? See, it's something inside us. Who said that? Melanchthon. Oh, I thought you said Walther. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, but it's Walther quoting Melanchthon here. Oh, okay. To which Walther says, yeah. Walther speaking now, this is a notorious statement, which is usually cited to prove that Melanchthon was a genuine synergist. <laughs> the foregoing awful statement prove, for statements prove it indeed. And then lastly, Melanchthon says, what I mean is this, man hears the promise, makes an attempt to give his assent to it, and puts his sins uh, puts sins against his conscience aside. This is wrong, Walter says. Before a person is able to put aside sins against his conscience, he must be converted. Hmm. 
So, so all this other stuff has nothing to do with faith and the coming to faith. Interesting. And, and you know, you, you cited it. No, not praying a sinner's prayer. No, n- you know, nothing. Right. Be- because being dead, you can't be asked to do anything. It's either all about Jesus or it's not. That's that really, you can't say it any more clearly than that. It's, it's either all Jesus or it's not. And if it's not, then it's really about you. See, I think it also, this affects how you evangelize too, because, because as you said, you know, in the last half or the first half of the, our, our program here is you, these are, you don't qualify the gospel with any ifs, ands, or buts. So, so it's, you know, it, in shorthand, it goes like this. Christ bore your sins on the cross. Christ died for your sins. He conquered your death. In him you have life. Believe it. There you have it. Not if you believe it, not even when you believe it, but simply believe it, the imperative to believe. I mean, I, you know, I use, I don't know about you, do you, do you, ever, you ever speak like that in sermons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jesus is your Savior if you like it or not. He's your savior. <laughs> well, also, but 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 to to command faith to say believe this. Oh, I don't, I probably do, but see, I'm convinced this is part and parcel of the evangel. Is is the command to believe? Not if you believe it, then you've made it a a work and a condition. But but simply the command to believe. It it's it's the come and get it of the gospel. Okay. Is it fair to say that God's grace is yours if you like it or not? That's true. Yeah. But it, it does not, it, it really doesn't call the hearer to believe it. I, I think the hearer needs to be exhorted to believe it. I just worry that, and I probably do that on a, I, I don't really pay attention to that, but I probably do that on a pretty regular basis. But I'm always sensitive to make sure that people realize that that belief is something that is wrought in them by God and not something that they're doing. What, what I'm saying, though, is that that imperative is God doing that very work. That, that, is, that is the word that, that does the very work that, that you're seeking there. Right. But uh, to not say that is, is, is not to make the connection then. It's simply, it's simply just to announce, or it's, it's, it's to announce the object of faith without really the call to faith. Hmm. See, and, but the, the tricky thing is not to make it a condition. It's not Christ died for you if you believe. It's Christ died for you. Believe it. Well, I think that's where we're going to have to leave here. Jesus is a friend of ours. Jesus is a friend of mine. And we'll see you next time. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat.